Know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. Hey, it is us, those weekend golf guys, and we are back again for another week with Joe Bosco. I am John Ashton in studio. He is Jeff Smith on the road again. And Joe Bosco, of course, sports performance coach, golf performance coach, all around great guy. And a guest from last week. We had so many things that we couldn't ask him last week because of time constraints. We said, hey, how about we give you another hour and bring you back again? And he said, hey, what the heck? I got nothing better to do. So here he is. Joe, thanks for coming back and spending some more time with us here on those weekend golf guys. How you been, man? I'm doing fine, actually. Uh, I'm also on the road. Uh, I'm Route 17 going through downtown Charleston as Ooh. we speak. Oh, you lucky Ooh. man. A beautiful a beautiful city to be in. Mm. Beats the wastelands of where I'm driving through right now. <laughs> yeah, you're in the <laughs> yeah, middle you're of in the throes of Ohio, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm I'm upwards in the middle of northwestern Ohio, and it is um, a bright, sunshiny day. I'm looking at dried out bean fields and dried out corn fields and uh, rural America. I think I'd rather be looking at downtown shot. <laughs> it's on Charleston, man. That's what I'd rather be looking at. <laughs> we have a little precipitation in the air right now, but uh, for the most part, it's usually beautiful here. Yeah, that it definitely is. A lot of things have happened this I, week, Joe, that um, I understood a lot better. Didn't help me perform really? any better, but at least I understood them. Yeah. Um, well, that's a good start. I mean, you know, <laughs> it starts with being willing to embrace these things and give them a chance to digest. And then Mm -hmm. it takes a while to really get the habits down, but uh, it's worthwhile in the long run. Yeah. Just like a really good chili. It just, you know, it's got to hang out there for a little while. (laughs) Yeah. You know, (laughs) digestion is perfect. Hey, I don't know you guys, but when you were a kid, did your mom have like one huge pot that she made chili and spaghetti sauce in? And you knew oh, when yeah. you saw that pot on the stove, you knew what you were going to eat for the next three or four days, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. I have I'm a from story. an Italian family. Oh, there you go. That. Yeah, there was always one simmering on the stove, wasn't there? We mm-hmm. are going to uh, start off talking with Joe Bosco about, um, like I said, I, I it didn't help me, but at least I understand, and that's the first step. I played in a three-man scramble tournament last week, and I want to tell you how I used what what you had taught me from the previous week to be able to adjust and uh, see if, if it, again, falls in line with what you would expect someone who listened to, to you to actually do. So, how to play better mentally. We're going to be talking with Joe Bosco, performance coach, again this week on Those Weekend Golf Guys Hangout because we're all coming right back. If you owe back taxes, there's a lot you need to know, starting with rule number one. Don't mess with the IRS. They are cracking down this year by sending out heart-stopping letters, actively garnishing paychecks, levying bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. That's all true, but it's also true there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt assistance. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered, so now's the time. You could qualify for tax relief that saves you thousands, even tens of thousands. Nobody knows this program like the award-winning experts at Optima Tax Relief. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Don't mess with the IRS. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-559-8226. 800-559-8226. 800-559-8226. Optima Tax Relief. 
Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. You know, if you want a good cigar, you go to a good cigar shop. You want the best cigar, you go to Famous Smoke Shop. So let Famous Smoke deliver your favorite cigars right to your doorstep at America's lowest prices. Now, Famous opened back in 1939, so that's 80 years' experience in the cigar business. And they're putting that experience to work for you, making deals on the cigars that you love, from affordable everyday smokes to your favorite cigars right on the course to high-end luxury cigars for your next special occasion. And here's an exclusive offer just for our listeners. You take $20 off your purchase of $100 or more when you use the promo code GOLF20. That's GOLF20. Go to famous-smoke.com slash golfguys and click the activate button to apply the promo code. You can pick from more than a 1,000 cigar brands. They're all fresh and ready to ship from Famous Smoke's climate-controlled 24,000-square-foot humidor. So check out with the promo code GOLF20. That's famous-smoke.com slash golfguys. And it is us this weekend, Golf Guys. John Ashton here, Jeff Smith there on the road in rural northwestern Ohio. And also on the road down in a more beautiful Charleston, South Carolina, would be Joe Bosco, performance coach. And uh, Joe, I was mentioning to you that uh, last week, um, after listening to what you did on on our show last week, uh, I played in a three man scramble tournament. We, we were we're sitting there saying, "Well, who's going to go first? Who's going to go?" I said, "I want to go first. And they said, "Well, no, you you know you really should should be probably the third guy to go because you know you can hit it farther than most of us." I said, "No, I want to go first because I okay. know I'll be able to hit a good shot if I go first. My shot would not be the same if I had the pressure of having to perform as the third guy to hit. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. And it worked. So you treated differently, huh? Yes. Than just playing your own ball? Oh, yeah. It was it was a you know scramble format, but um, yeah. I wanted to make sure that my shot was as good as it could be, and I wanted to alleviate any and all outside pressure on me because you know how well I handle pressure, Jeff. I do, as yeah. a matter of fact. Yeah. Yes. So you let pressure get to you as opposed to just treating it all the same, huh? Normally, yeah. So what I did is I went, first, there's no pressure. I don't have to perform. Oh. If, if if I don't do it well, you exactly. know. Exactly. You got two other guys to back you up. Exactly. Okay, so how did it go on the first very first drive? It went great. It went great. Long, long, far, and straight. That's yeah. nice. That's always a nice thing. Yes, it is. It didn't go that way all the time, but the first one did. And you know, once the first one's under your belt, you kind of you breathe. You breathe much easier, and you just walk on. But um, yeah, you know, very true. <laughs> it was funny though. We were playing in uh, an organization that did not have a senior division. Okay, so we were playing from tees that were a lot longer than any of us on our team are used to playing. Uh huh. So we 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 started out on a short par four. But normally, and we played we played this uh, scramble on a course that we we were familiar with. We play on a semi regular basis, and we started on a hole that we love. It's a short par four with an elevated tee. Normally, I mean, we're like you know maybe fifty sixty yards from the green after a drive if it's a decent drive. This oh. time, this time we were one hundred and ten because we played the tees that were like a hundred yards past where we normally sure off. sure huh. The other guys were 30-somethings, and you know they couldn't hit the ball straight to save their lives, but they were all 300 yards, probably, minimum, off the tee. And mm-hmm. I mean, it was an impressive thing to watch. 
but they were about maybe 20 yards. I swear we told one guy he'd be chipping back and it was very close to doing that. But I went first again, took out my rusty pitching, trusty pitching wedge, which is, you know, anything from 115 to 120 yards and put it about three feet left of the pin. And the, well, there you go. And the first thing, that? yeah, and the first thing they said was, "Hey, we have an idea. How about we form a whole team? We'll take our drives, our long game, and we'll do your short game." And we said, "That'll work." Yeah. And that's okay. and that's how the whole day went, man. The whole day went like that. Wow. It was great. Yeah. Beautiful. Great short game. But again, a lot of times we're we're hitting our third shot onto the green because we just couldn't get there in two. It was just too long for first mm-hmm. old dudes, you know. But yeah. Be that as it may, it was still fun. But again, just using some of the ideas that we picked up from you last week, it um, it worked worked out much better. I mean, we didn't win. Oh, I like doing these. I like doing these scrambles where you play with yourself, right? Multiple balls. You play a multiple ball scramble. Okay. And you see how well you can do. It's a good feeling, you know. Yeah. I've done that a few times. Have a lot of my students that a few times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what they get out of that? They get out of that an awful lot of confidence and they see what they can do. And it and it helps them shake off the negative stuff because it makes them a bit more aware that, yeah, I do have that shot. I am, I can do that. You know, and, and then I'll shake it up on them after that, too. And I'll make them go the other way and I'll make them go. All right, let's go play instead of the best one of these. Let's let's go hit a couple and we'll play the worst one. Mm hmm. And all right. of a sudden, mm-hmm. they go, hmm, I got to learn to get this around the golf course, even from here. Yeah. And so next thing you know, they got to hit two really good ones because they know they're about to play the worst of the two. And now all of a sudden, John, this would be a good thing for you, too, is to know that you're going to pump two of them out there that are good because you've got to play the worst of the two. Yeah. And then... I love to bounce it back and forth and shake that up a little so that the player really gets going on. They get some confidence built and then they also learn to fight the battle of, of themselves of, man, I gotta, I gotta get this home from this lousy drive. So it makes them focus on not having lousy drives and it makes them get a little bit better at under the gun stuff. John, that's something you could benefit from just based on what you just said mm-hmm. was you don't really like playing under the gun. No, no. And, and I guess you could, so, you could self-induced the um, uh, pressures, you know, maybe second best to oh, yeah. other pressure. Well, but. I think that, I think the pressure is all self-induced. Wouldn't you agree, Joe? Eh. It's you always self-induced. Up, right? Exactly. No, no, you're hundred percent right. It's always self-induced no matter whether you're by yourself or with a bunch of people. And, that's the power of our imagination. When we're kids, what do we do? Okay, this is the putt to win the U.S. Open against <laughs> whoever it is, right? Right, right. And we try to put yeah. that on ourselves. Then we play with our friends. It's still self-induced. You want to do well, but and, – and then when you go to tournaments, same thing. I mean, it's, it's what you make it. It's the stories we tell. And – but to your point, Jeff, you know, that – that whole realm of how do you use the golf course to help you get better – uh, as a player, whether you're uh, working with a coach or you're trying to work hard in between lessons to, to get better. And all too often, people just relegate themselves to, I'm going to just go hit some balls on the range. And there's nothing wrong with that. 
And you not sometimes you need to do that to hone certain patterns uh, that you're learning and trying to get better at. But boy, I'll tell you, going out in that golf course, using it as the practice, the practice board, if you will, uh, yeah. there's no, no replacing that. And I, as you may remember, I wrote a book that's about this called and Real I, Golf, and it's all about different ways to scrimmage on the golf course to help you practice and prepare. Uh, because you know, that interestingly is, enough, I read that book and it was, it was, I had, I even got a chance to have the author sign it to me. How cool was that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> after, after he drove you home one night in a frenzy that you didn't think you were going to get back in one piece. A frenzy was the mildest form of, dis- of describing that. That's right. I can tell you this. I have news for y'all folks. All right. I got the whole world listening. Joe Bosco equals a New York cab driver. That's, That's right. what Chicago. it is. I'll take I'm, Chicago I'll, cab driver. Exactly okay. right. Got it. So if if you're in a rental car and the next person that gets the rental car, you know, those little handles that are up above your head by the door, uh-huh. they, they call them something or other, you know, oblique handles or something <laughs> along those lines. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's some, there's some that are permanently indented fingertips. That's right. Yeah. Cause yeah. I was driving. That's right. And of course, what a, what a great way for you to recognize that you are putting your own pressure on yourself and you have to learn how to just be accepting and not let that bother you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That was a, that was a good lesson in that. Oh yeah. <laughs> or, or not. <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess there are some things even the great Jeff Smith can't let go of, huh? <laughs> I'll tell you what. I wasn't letting go of that thing for sure. <laughs> there a, you go. Got a quick story you could probably both appreciate since Joe, you you, you drive in Chicago and, and uh, Jeff mentioned New York cab drivers. Uh, I grew up in Boston, um, and when when I was 15 years old, we moved to New York City. And the first weekend we were moving there, we're driving through Manhattan and uh, we're driving down Broadway and had been driving down Broadway since like we got off the George Washington Bridge or whatever. And a New York cab driver who had been behind us pulled up and it was summertime. The windows were down and he looked over at my dad and said, where the hell are you from, Boston? Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) So so I think we take the cake on on bad driving. You know what? John, for some reason, I'm not so sure that was a compliment. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, no, no. He was he was not getting a medal at all for good driving that day whatsoever. <laughs> but but how funny. how to tame your mind, I guess, would probably be a good topic for uh, for this week's show. And uh, we're you going, got that right. And we're going to have uh, more suggestions and and more stories and, uh, and and more ideas from Mr. Joe Bosco when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys, so hang with us. Of course, we have a Facebook page: facebook.com slash golf guys. Facebook.com slash golf guys. You know, Jeff and I were just talking about how much golf has increased because of COVID nineteen. You know what else has increased? Cybercrime. It's up seventy five percent. But wait, it gets worse. The legal title to all of our homes are online now, too. And the crime is called home title theft, and it's everywhere. You see, cyber criminals find the title to your home online. They forge your signature on a quick claim deed. Then they refile as the new owner of your home. You're off the title. They destroy you by taking out loans against your home. They steal the cash. They stick you with the payments. 
and you may not even know about it till you get late payment or even a foreclosure notice. Home Title Lock protects your home's legal title. Your home is your most valuable asset, your safe haven. Home Title Lock puts a virtual barrier around your home's title. The instant they detect tampering, they shut it down. First things first, go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim. Then use code RADIO for 30 free days of protection. That's code RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com. You know, if you want a good cigar, you go to a good cigar shop. You want the best cigar, you go to Famous Smoke Shop. So let Famous Smoke deliver your favorite cigars right to your doorstep at America's lowest prices. Now, Famous opened back in 1939, so that's 80 years' experience in the cigar business. And they're putting that experience to work for you, making deals on the cigars that you love, from affordable everyday smokes to your favorite cigars right on the course to high-end luxury cigars for your next special occasion. And here's an exclusive offer just for our listeners. You take $20 off your purchase of $100 or more when you use the promo code GOLF20. That's GOLF20. Go to famous-smoke.com slash golfguys and click the activate button to apply the promo code. You can pick from more than a thousand cigar brands. They're all fresh and ready to ship from Famous Smoke's climate-controlled 24,000-square-foot humidor. So check out with the promo code GOLF20. That's famous-smoke.com slash golfguys. Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $2 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're being taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $2. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 45 blue pills or 45 yellow pills for $99 and add 5 more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call us at 800-708-5127 and get your 50 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now. 800-708-5127. 800-708-5127. 800-708-5127. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Why don't you follow us on Twitter? It's very easy. Just go to twitter.com. We are at WKND Golf Guys. That is it. WKND Golf Guys on Twitter. Follow us. We'd love it. Those Weekend Golf Guys, it is us, John Ashton, Jeff Smith, special guest Joe Bosco, and we are going to let Joe, who is a performance coach, a a golf instructor, one of the best around, actually make your golf game better, giving you ways to think your way around the course. You know that you know how to swing. You've watched all the videos. Maybe you've taken a couple lessons. You know how to do it. The problem is actually communicating what you think you know into the actual performance. And a lot of us get hung up in our heads between knowing what to do and being able to do it, don't we, John? It, it really is true. And, you know, I always say this. We have skills that we build and we know we can uh, do them because we've seen ourselves do them. We've proven it to ourselves in practice and sometimes in, our, in previous uh, rounds of golf. But why don't we do it 
a lot of the time when the pressure mounts, whether it's a uh, the first tee kind of a feeling where we know, oh gosh, all eyes are on me, or you get into the money the money games or whatever it might be, and the stakes get higher and you feel that the choking, the the stress of it, and and the performance sometimes starts to erode. And and I always remind people this: I said, look. Your brain is the operating system of your body. So anything that you think your body should be able to do and know it could do, if it's not doing it, don't look to the body first because the body was just the result of what either happened or didn't happen in the brain. The brain's the operating system. And so that premise that then allows me to deep dive in with players of any skill level and say, hey, if you want to play towards your potential, let's figure out what's going on inside your head when the pressure mounts and when you want it, when you really want to perform. And let's figure out what you're doing. And then let's start to get a handle on maybe there's something you could do differently to help you reduce the amount of stress. And that is the word because it's the stress of the pressure that starts to erode our ability that we think we should be able to perform with. Right. Are there exercises for that, or is it just something you have to convince yourself of? Or what's... Oh, no, no, no. There, there is a whole – I mean, what I do day in, day out with players of all different levels in all different sports, golf obviously being a big one, is helping people come to terms and learn specific techniques okay. to use. Now, everybody, of course – has their own unique fingerprint of what their mind does under pressure based on their experiences. It's uh, so, so the first part of this is let's discover what is going on and how do you do that? Well, it's, it's having an honest assessment of the thoughts that are going on in your mind. We all have them. We have self-talk, we have words, we, these voices, things that we start to uh, become obsessed with. Uh, You ever see a player and I'm sure we've all seen players out there on the golf course and on TV where they start looking back and forth to the target over and over and over again. You ever mm-hmm. see any player do that? Oh, yeah. Uh, Jordan Spieth for a while, after he kind of had his day in the sun and he was the man, then when he started to you know lay the sod over on, on that par three and, and the Masters, and then after that, you started to see him just go into overdrive. He kept looking, kept looking, kept looking. When I see that, I know that player is now, they've got a story going on in their heads and they're, that's manifesting in the gesturing they're making. Mm-hmm. And none of it is going to make them calm enough to let their skills flow out. So the first step is let's understand what's going on in your mind. Now, how do you do that? Well, you know, I, I would ask you, John, the last few times you played, when you felt you had to pull a shot off, were you cognizant of? Would you be able to go back and rip the transcript off and say, well, these are the kinds of thoughts were going through my mind as I was stepping up to pull the trigger? The basic thought that was going through my mind is don't listen to any of those thoughts going through your mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and to be honest, they do creep up even when we don't want to. Oh, yeah. But, but those things are the beginning point of saying, all right, where's my baseline? What, what's happening to me? Some people are you know, convinced that they have to remind themselves uh, of uh, a swing cue. And sometimes that's a really good thing to do. But, but the old question I always ask is, well, if that swing cue works and it really helps you to hit it well, and they're convinced that it is, then I said, did you use it on every single swing you made on the range before you went out and played? And usually they go, well, no. I said, okay. Well, did it work? Every time you use it on the golf course, no. 
Therefore, that might not be what allows you then to, to actually hit the golf shot you want. And then we now we start to have a, a, a real conversation because then they start to listen a little more closely about, huh, can you do things without thinking? And we, you know, we've used analogies before mm-hmm. about driving a car in the last show. Right. And, and anybody who's played any, any sports uh, often, you know, you ask them to go back into that realm. Do you think about the mechanics of hitting a tennis shot or shooting a basketball or throwing a, a baseball in the backyard? And usually the answer is no. Well, why is it in golf? And I ask. Jeff, as an instructor, you know we're in a catch-22 with players all the time, and we have to artfully figure out how to give them information, which we communicate in in words often and gestures, get their minds on it enough to understand it, and then help their minds not think detailed about it, but let it seep into their habit and formation of their motions. That's not easy to do. No, and, and I'll tell you, one of the things that I've had the most success with in trying to talk to players about what's going on and, and how they can get themselves into a, a better frame of mind and it is by having a conversation with them not near a golf club and a golf ball. Mm-hmm. It seems like if I separate player from the situation, they seem to get into understanding and accepting, and then they go put the club back in their hand, and they've already been to the right place, meaning they're not trying to use their conscious mind to to sift through all that while standing with club in hand over over near golf ball. I call them different places. You know, I've got the pre-shot routine stuff, you know, and I call that their preparation place. And then there's the go stand over the golf ball and that's the performance place. But sometimes mm-hmm. we move them completely away and I might even take them for a little walk on the on the driving range tee or off the putting green. Or we might go up to the clubhouse and sit down in a chair or two and talk about a handful of things. Because sometimes when you're having a conversation with somebody and you're walking and they're not touching club and touching golf ball and it's not nearby, their brain is not on, I want to hit this golf ball to that one spot. And now I've separated things. And it seems to get to a lot of people a little easier. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're using the uh, learning how to – you're helping them to diffuse their emotions, detach from the – rubber meets the road right in the moment and help them to start to think about the situation actually in, in a visualization way, almost preconditioning them for when they're yeah. back with the club in your hand. And that's, yeah. that, that helps diffuse. And you use the word uh, uh, acceptance. And yeah. if you go across the, the whole spectrum of uh, we'll call it mental coaches, sports psychologists and the like, that word and that that category is often spoken about acceptance you know it's it's knowing that you know things are gonna gonna happen and you're gonna have to accept them and i always say to people look you know you can accept it and 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 be pissed about it and that's not real acceptance or you can accept it and say hey anything is possible i just did that it is what it is, and now I have to move on. We, Jeff, you and I will we'll categorize that as teachers as, hey, one shot at a time. What does that yeah. really mean? Beforehand, now, John, this is an, an interesting thing. Have you ever come up and greased the skid, so to speak, before you walked up to that first tee shot and said, I'm going to be okay if I whiff it, top it, chunk it, shank it, hit it perfectly, hit it near perfect, slice the living daylights out of it or anything else? I'm going to be okay no matter what. And that's the actual mindset and then level of calm that I train people to get into 
and then help them measure if they really did stay there or if something changed as they got closer to the ball or over the ball or during the swing. And what's fascinating mm-hmm. with the techniques that we can talk a little bit about here, uh, they start to they start to really differentiate between complete calm, real acceptance, and, well, no, I got a little bit anxious mm-hmm. at a certain point in time. And, and then I asked them, okay, well, let's, let's dig into that. Yeah. I, I mean, I have, you know, being, being the guy on the radio, um, I, mm-hmm. have, I have some, um, you know, wise guy tendencies when I'm playing uh, mm-hmm. with people who know they're playing with the guy on the radio. So <laughs> when, when a lot of times I walk up to the first tee and I say, listen, I just need you guys to watch because heaven knows where this ball's going to go. Yes. That kind of gives me permission to hit it wherever I can or the, the, it, the ball to right. go wherever it goes. Um, right. But yeah, I still want to do good. <laughs> you know, I like them to say, yeah, right. After, you know, I hit a nice drive, but still it, it makes it a lot easier for me to do it that way, knowing that they're expecting something bad. So I can only I can only exceed their expectations at that point. Well, exactly. And you're exactly right. So I do a similar thing, and this will only make sense to the older listeners. But some somehow, some way in the old days, there was a, a actor named Lon Chaney. Mm-hmm. Lon Chaney was known as the man of a thousand faces. Mm-hmm. I believe he was Frankenstein and other monsters in the silent and the, and the early talk movies, if I'm not mistaken. I think he was well, the werewolf. Right. He was the werewolf. Okay. There yeah. you go. So, so I, I go and say something similar when I'm going to go up to the first, first hole and I'm with people and they know, okay, he's, he's a golf instructor, blah, 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 pro there. I know that, or I feel this is me in my own mind feeling like, well, they're probably have an image that I should be able to just, you know, stripe it. So I say, look, I'm the Glon Chaney of golf. Mm-hmm. Instead of the faces, I'm the man of a thousand swings. I'm never sure which one's coming out. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and I saw Lon Chaney drinking a pina colada at Trader Vic's. Doing the werewolf. Did you really? <laughs> doing, doing the werewolf of London. Just a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Warren Zevon. Rest in peace, sir. Uh, <laughs> I want to start off the next segment, too, with a little story that, that again, um, can, can actually show a, a real-life example of how listening and, and trying to let your mind do some of the things that I have picked up from talking to you for an hour and a half uh, actually work. Uh, our guest is Joe Bosco, performance coach, and you want to perform better, you listen to this guy. And uh, he will come right back. Hopefully, you will, too. Don't go away. You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5golfclub.com. The number $5golfclub.com. You know, Jeff and I were just talking about how much golf has increased because of COVID-19. You know what else has increased? Cybercrime. It's up 75%. But wait, it gets worse. The legal title to all of our homes are online now, too. And the crime is called home title theft, and it's everywhere. You see, cyber criminals find the title to your home online. They forge your signature on a quick claim deed, then they refile as the new owner of your home. You're off the title. They destroy you by taking out loans against your home. They steal the cash. They stick you with the payments. 
and you may not even know about it till you get late payment or even a foreclosure notice. Home Title Lock protects your home's legal title. Your home is your most valuable asset, your safe haven. Home Title Lock puts a virtual barrier around your home's title. The instant they detect tampering, they shut it down. First things first, go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim. Then use code RADIO for 30 free days of protection. That's code RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com. Texting enrolls you in recurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text Maine to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text MAIN to 321321. That's M-A-I-N to 321321. And we are back. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. And, of course, Joe Bosco, performance coach. Our guest again this week after last week, man, we got so many. Well, first off, we ran out of time with all the questions we had to ask you. And we got so much response from the uh, from the listeners that said, man, can you can you find out this? Can you find out that? So we thought, hey, another hour, maybe maybe we should do like, you know, one Joe Bosco segment a month or something. But then we probably figure have to pay you for that. So forget that idea. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Pay him what do you pay me? That would work out great. <laughs> you know, I'll pay him three times what I pay you. How's that sound? There you go. That's a good idea. Uh, okay. You know, let me tell you what. You're not going to make a car payment on that. No, no, I hear you. There's a song. Nothing from nothing means nothing. That's right. Okay, so back back to our three three man team scramble that we're in. Yes. Long par five, and and to make matters worse is they move the tees even back from where they normally are. I mean, they made this par five like almost 580 yards. And for old dudes, mm-hmm. that's like, oh, come on, it's a par seven. Right. We hit a drive that wasn't all that bad considering who we were for distance, but it was on the left-hand rough, and it's a little slight dogleg to the left. So we were behind trees. So mm-hmm. the only thing we could do to move the ball down the fairway was to hit a low shot underneath the trees. Thank you, Jeff. You taught me how to do that, and I did it. I did it. Well, the other nice. two, the other two guys Good. didn't. I went third, but I took my four iron, hit it at Screamer, went about maybe 120 yards, but it ended up right out in the middle of the fairway. We were two what 186 yards from the flag for a third shot, which is still kind of a bad third shot for a par five, right? Distance wise. Intrepid producer Mark was with us, and you know he he is distance distancely challenged anyway. Yeah, but how, wait a minute. How what? did he hit a tee shot? Yeah, he did. He's the guy who hit the shot to the left. I know, I know, and everyone went. Wait a what minute. What are talking about here? <laughs> the guy who that... always hits the fairway, you're telling me he didn't hit the fairway in the scramble? It was the only one. It was the only one fairway he didn't hit. <laughs> and the rest of us were worse. Somebody sneezed in his backswing or something? <laughs> Actually, I think the fourth beer finally kicked in. I'm not sure, oh, but that might yeah. have something to do with it. So we were, we were 186 yards, 
And we were in the fairway. It was, you know, nice, no bad lies or anything like that. Mark laid up where you'd expect him to, right in the middle of the fairway. And, oh, I forgot to mention that there's water right in front of the green. Okay. Oh, okay. Mark laid up. And then my brother-in-law tried to go for it and just missed. He was hoping it would skip up, but it didn't. Mm -hmm. Came in at a bad angle in the water and didn't skip. It stayed right there. So it's up to me. Either I'm going to lay up with Mark, which why should I? Because he's already there with a perfect, so I might as well go for it. So I take out my three wood. I can hit my three wood 200 yards. I can't carry it 200 yards. But then as my brother-in-law said, he said, John, listen, man, you only have to carry it 160. Huh? Well, that's a piece of cake then. I don't have to worry. I can hit this three wood 160, no problem. Did you ask him for his ball to that point? <laughs> At that moment, did you say, that's okay, how, good, good, give me one of your golf balls and we'll do it. That's how much confidence in what I could do I had. I used my own new ball. How about that? Yeah. Good for you. Hey, hey. That's and a big step for you. It is. And I put it on the green. There you I go. I just, I didn't worry about it. I just, I didn't try to overswing. I got to get it there. I just nice and easy because I know it doesn't matter. If it goes in the water, big deal. I'm not the first. So there's now, now there's a perfect example of what we talked about earlier. The fact that you didn't worry because why? Well, because you said, hey, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Imagine that you're in that same situation and it's only you. You're not in the scramble and you're playing for keeps. You've got some big thing on the line or it's a club match or it's some tournament. Well, guess what? It matters. The guy who puts it on the green is the guy who says, you know what? It doesn't matter. Yeah. That's what I mean by accept. Now, that's not easy to do. It's easy to say. As Jeff knows, when players are in the thick of it, so oh, yeah. many things come up, especially Especially as you get down towards the back nine uh, of that round or that final round of an event. Uh, yeah, especially or. if you know where you stand in your head. This happens a lot with a lot of golf professionals. They try to get into our business um, and they take the playing ability test. Oh, yeah. And, and what they do is there's this number, John. You got to go out and shoot a number no matter what the conditions of the day are. Mm -hmm. Here's your 36-hole score. You shoot that number or below and you've passed your playing ability test. Mm -hmm. right. So essentially, this is a mental event, right? But everybody has that in their own head. High school golfers, college golfers, professional golfers, amateur golfers, they want to go out and they say, oh, I got to shoot this today. And, you know, I almost guarantee you that if people have a number in their head that they got to go out and do, they never do. Case in point, I was talking to a player yesterday who is competing in a, in a two-day event. This was their first uh, chance to actually play collegiate golf in, in, in an official tournament. But afterwards, we did a little debrief last night, and they said to me, when they felt they got a little shake and made two bogeys in a row, they said, you know, on my transcript, because that's how we communicate, my mind was starting to race. I started to think about... My score, if I could just do this, mm -hmm. he said he had just cut off a birdie or, or two. And he said, and, and I then started to think, OK, if I could make par here, who does who doesn't do that? Right. But then he did break down and then he made two bogeys in a row. But then he, he said, you know, I then went back and did one of the things that you and I worked on, which was the breathing. And he said, I started to do that. And then he did another thing that I call chanting which we can talk about. And he said, and it brought me right back. Now, in the world of mental performance, in all sports, you've heard athletes talk about, I just was in the present. I was just staying in the now. Those mm -hmm. are oftentimes phrases that we hear right. and they're talked about in this realm. Well, what does that mean? 
it's not thinking about the past, which is history, which could be the last hole. And it's not thinking about the future, which could be two shots ahead or the next hole or the rest of this nine or the rest of this round. It's just simply letting go of all the past and the future and just being in that mode of, hey, okay, I have this in front of me and I'm just going to embrace this presently. Anyway, he found it and he ended up finishing pretty strong. Cool. That was fun because he said it was different. He said 99% of the time compared to, let's go, go two, three weeks ago, he felt that his mind was in a much calmer, quieter place for most of the shots that he hit yesterday, which was a, a it's the, it's a stepping stone. It's the beginning of something that he can build on. Right. Well, I mean, we've all done that, you know, even the recreational golfer, you're looking at a good score and, and you start saying, well, if I do this, 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 and this on the next five holes, I could whatever. Right. Four birdies and eagle. I'm good. Yeah. And you fall apart. (laughs) You fall apart. Uh, Let's, let's address the chanting. You know, is is it something that, that people look at you funny if you do, or or how's that work? Well, I will tell you that I, more than one occasion when I've introduced people to the subject and I tell them up front, you're going to think this is strange and weird. I'm going to tell you, though, that over time, as you do it and get get comfortable with it, you're going to end up understanding it. And then you're going to want to fall back on it. You're going to finally say, yeah, I thought it was weird, but now I understand. So chanting takes its place in this realm through meditation. And if anybody's familiar with transcendental meditation, particularly, that is a specific way of learning how to meditate that takes on a, a chant of sorts. They call it a mantra. It's essentially a an abstract word or phrase that you agree to with your transcendental meditation coach. You'll keep it silent to yourself, and then you will learn to repeat this in your mind as softly and as quietly as you can. Anytime you feel like your mind is drifting off into negative places or it's getting a little too revved up for any reason, like stress, hmm. and you're trained to do that. Taking that concept and beginning to experiment and then also in a collegial way talking to other mental performance coaches, there's all kinds of chants that you can come up with. But I oftentimes will use a number and I ask people to just pick a number between eight and ten. That's a whole number. It has to be between eight and ten. And so usually they get it that it's the number nine. And Okay, because I was sitting there struggling with that for a second, wondering where we were headed. And then it became clear to me. And so I have them, and your listeners should start doing this right now. While they're listening to us talk on this show, I want them to just put deep in the back recesses of your mind this slow pulse or chant of the number nine. Make it slow. Make it in your voice, calm voice. Make it the voice of somebody that makes you feel calm. It doesn't matter. But uh, what you'll find is that you can do that and still pay attention actually pretty well to us speaking, or if I do this with students for study habits and to improve their ability to pay attention and retain more, I do this with business executives too. But the point is, have that chant going on so that it becomes so familiar that anytime you feel uncomfortable or you recall and remind yourself and you habitually fall into this, Hmm. well, I will tell you what, that all by itself then gives you a baseline to know if other thoughts are starting to pop in or not. And that's the beginning of that transcript after you know, being able to know, hey, what's going on inside my mind when I get into these tough and stressful situations? The other reason to do it, of course, it keeps your mind on something right with you now because you got this chant going to compare to. Does that make sense? It does. So you just repeat 
nine, not like the Beatles, number nine, number nine, number nine. Right. Gotcha. Exactly. Or not love potion number nine <laughs> by, the, by, the, by the coasters, and I'm dating myself again. Yes, you are, but that's okay. You know, because I, I can just see never really having dabbled in transcendental meditation personally, but having at least learned about it, it, it makes perfect sense. You, you can't I thought he was going to come up with serenity now, but I think that's been taken. It has. Yeah, yeah. it has. <laughs> it has. Uh, but, you know, the funny thing is about all that is that n- this is in the world of mnemonics, too, which are things you can say either out loud or silently to yourself that keep you more when you're dealing with movement like golf swings. Uh, they keep you away from the conscious, concrete thoughts about what to do and how, and they just allow you to stay in more of a rhythm or timing. And so that's another aspect to this chanting. And, and then mm-hmm. there's a way to, to chant in your mind at what we'll call surface levels of the mind. So it's really dominant. And then just go softer and softer and quieter and slower so that it's deep in the deeper recesses of your mind. And then that coincides and actually dovetails off of the breathing that quiets the mind. Mm -hmm. And now you can get yourself back into that quieter place that allows your operating system to trust and allows you to free up. And we always see more fluid, athletic, coordinated movement patterns and motions when people do that. Is there anything mystical about the number nine, or did you just pick it at random? Actually, it, it wasn't my – I didn't pick it in the beginning. It was it came from another uh, performance coach that I've done a lot of work with over the last decade. He's the one who introduced me to that particular number. But then I went further. I went and researched it, and I realized that the number nine, when you say it, and I – you know what? Put – Put your uh, one of your free hands just over your brow and your eyes and your forehead, okay. and then say out loud the number nine, 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 and and see if you can feel a little vibration up there, just above yes. your your yes, nasal you cavity. Yes, you can. Okay, so when you do that, and when you say that number out loud, that's the same as saying Om. Oh and oh. other chanting that is in the world of meditation. Right. All those things stimulate and vibrate the pineal gland. The pineal gland that sits is that almond-shaped gland that, that, that uh, emits the chemical. It's a neurotransmitter chemical, uh, serotonin and melatonin. Those are calming right. tech chemicals, and they help wash the mind and the body into a more relaxed state. So... I felt like that number nine, if you say it out loud, which I often have students begin with, and then I have them play around with saying it out loud and swinging and hitting shots and then softening it down till it's not going. But I always say, hey, once the mind starts to associate this number with the vibration, just imagine it's just calming you with that chemical. And so is it placebo? Maybe. It might also really work. Maybe yes, maybe no. It doesn't matter as long as it works. Hey, we've got more, and we're coming right back with uh, Joe Bosco and the rest of us here at those Weekend Golf Guys. Hang with us. We'll be right back. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golfguys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us, facebook.com slash golfguys. Stunning. You don't have to hit a shot to fall in love with the Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lake Resort. Our hotel and golf packages are the way to go. Add the casino and spas and it's a road trip for the memory book. 
safely get back to the game you love with one of the packages found online at FrenchLick.com. Legendary golf at French Lick Resort. A breath of fresh air. Must be 21 to enter casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $2 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're being taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $2. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 45 blue pills or 45 yellow pills for $99 and add five more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call us at 800-708-5127 and get your 50 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now. 800 708 807-807-5127. And thanks for hanging with all those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton in studio. He is Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave, Timbergate Golf Course. Right now he's uh, en route. And again, Joe Bosco, golf instructor, performance coach for uh, golf and many other sports. And again, all talking to you does for an hour, or all talking to you for an hour does is open up so many more questions because every little idea has so many tangents to it. That's what they said about Socrates. So I think <laughs> I appreciate that compliment. So just, just to recap, basically that, that whole thing about the vibration with the number nine, man, that, that is just ancient astronaut theory stuff almost, you know? I mean, well, you, would you like me to tell you the, the specific mental routine that I almost always train sure. people in to begin with? Yeah. Because here's, here's what it is for golf. I say we're about to move from far behind the ball to our walk up and then our next to the ball gestures, getting ready to prepare to put that club behind the ball before we pull the trigger. So when we're about to start walking, that's when I say to people two things. I ask them take a deep breath, let it out and ask themselves the question. What would a good shot look and feel like? And let their eyes and their minds imagine that to however they would do it. And some people do this with their eyes closed. Some people do it with them open. It doesn't matter. Then I say, all right, conscious thoughts are going to bury. You're going to set all that down. You've already done it. That includes if you pick the lie on your putt. As you start to walk, you start the chant of the number nine softly, very softly, slowly. As you move towards the ball, if you're somebody who then wants to take some practice rehearsals or whatever, you're only doing that while chanting the number nine. As you settle in behind the ball with your golf club, the nines are there until you do your final look. And then as your eyes come back to the ball with the club behind the ball, then the nine chant melts away to silence. And then as that silence is uninterrupted, if you feel like you really are now in a very silent calm place and we call that the gap of silence often you're ready to pull the trigger and then you pull the trigger by adding the number nine back to fill the whole motion of the swing so you start one long nine if it's a it's a full swing it's nine that in your mind you're doing that while you actually make the swing Mm. that's how i start with just about every single player 
Again, Joe Bosco, performance coach, golf, and other sports. That's the way you start, and that's the way we're going to have to end the program. Joe Bosco, golf at gmail.com. Just remember, there's only one number you have to remember. Nine. Remember there that. You and go. go out and play some golf. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.